260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, 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 yo. We are back once again. Actually, back for like the second time in two weeks, guys. Sorry for the delay. Uh, we actually tried to record last week. We recorded an entire episode, and then we heard the audio, and the audio was completely messed up. Something was wrong with my mic, basically. It was it, it just basically messed up, and it was unlistenable. So we, we had to completely shelf that pod, and now we're re-recording a pod one week later. Shout out to all the listeners for staying in there, staying patient. We're coming back at you once again. Kickback pod. Technology cannot defeat us. We're back once again. Fobs, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Technology cannot defeat us. It can only delay us by a week, but, that, but that's all good. Um, no, I'm, I'm doing really, really nice. Uh, the weather has been fantastic in Berlin over Easter weekend. I, you know, totally pimped out my balcony. I bought some furniture for the balcony. I bought some plants. Um, so I'm, I'm loving life, but how are you, man? Yeah. So I've, I've been great as well, man. Uh, absolutely loving the weather, but really right now, who cares about the weather? Because there's only one thing we're doing right now. It's called NBA playoffs and chill, right? That's, that's it. very true. That's all, especially that's, on that's a all long we weekend, about. right? Where you can, you can stay up as long as you want. You don't have to worry about work the next day. Um, it's been good. I mean, we, so when we recorded the, this episode, like the first version of this episode, the playoffs hadn't begun yet and we had our picks, right? So remind me again, what were your picks for the East and the West? So my picks uh, in the West was Warriors. My picks in the East was Bucks. And I said that overall it would be Warriors over Bucks. I would like to kind of change that to basically the opposite. I think it's actually going to be Bucks over Warriors uh, simply because I didn't realize that the Bucks are actually super healthy right now. Brooke Lopez is back. He's playing great defense and they just have that continuity. So that team looks really solid right now. Warriors. So, so we looked at the first, first games, the first round of games so far. Warriors looked amazing. Clay, Draymond, Curry also all back together. They were looking like that Warriors from a few years ago. They look great. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole oh, yeah. as well. You add him in the mix. They basically cloned Clay Thompson into another version of himself in Jordan Poole, which is incredible. Um, and the team looks super solid. But just because this season they really haven't played much together and now suddenly in the playoffs they're all kind of coming together again. I have some doubts about how far they're going to go and whether they can beat the Bucks. I don't think so. So I'm going to change my pick to Bucks over the Warriors. And I will say one more thing. I had the Raptors as my dark horse candidate. I have to completely refrain and backtrack because they got <laughs> absolutely smoked in game one. And not only that, um, their star rookie player, Scotty Barnes, got injured. He might be out for the rest of the season. Uh, rest of the series at least so i don't think the raptors have a chance anymore of beating the sixers which is unfortunate but it is what it is injuries happen uh give me your picks west and east and what's the uh, finals prediction so i i remember last time i had like five picks in the west because it's so hard to pick um but i definitely i had the bucks in the east um i remember you saying you had like the celtics as well as like a semi sleeper pick as well uh along alongside the raptors um loving that the celtics beat the nets great first what game. A game that so, so far good. game of the game of the playoffs so far i mean Kyrie was amazing on court like he's just an incredible player say what you want about him off the court i'm not the biggest fan of him off the court to be honest with you but on the court he is a certified baller um but the celtics they got their own ballers um horford was you know doing his thing and looked like he was 22 again or something um what, what i found interesting was that i didn't really realize how good the warriors were because they were like a relatively low seed right but 
they're making the Nuggets look way worse than the Nuggets actually are, right? Jokic is no joke, but they look like a joke when playing against the Warriors because the Warriors' spacing is so good. You know, they're just dragging Jokic out, shooting threes, rebounding, crashing the offensive boards. Um, but I still think that the Suns are going to come out of the West. So for me, it's going to be the Bucks against the Suns. It's going to be a rematch. And... I was saying that the Bucks are going to win, but since you changed your pick, I might have to change my pick as well. And I, I think the Suns might win. And uh, I mean, CP3 just became the oldest player ever to score 30 points and 10 assists in the playoffs, beating Steve Nash's uh, record. They got Booker. They got De- DeAndre Ayton. They've just got such a stacked team. They have what well, I think they were the overall number one seed, right? They had the best record in the NBA. So either way, it's going to be an amazing playoffs. I'm looking forward to the games tonight as well. Um, I would love for the Mavericks to go deep just so that we can see Luka, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Unfortunately, without Luka, I could I could even see the Mavericks getting swept in that series because that mm-hmm. whole team is, without Luka, is absolutely useless. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't see them going very far. I kind of just want the West to fast forward to the Western Conference Finals. We all know it's going to be Suns versus um, versus the Warriors, and I'm going to love to watch that series. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I think most experts are picking uh, are going with your selection, which is Suns going to win the whole thing this year. Uh, and by the way, uh, if any one of you guys are looking for a good basketball podcast to listen to, uh, there's no better basketball podcast out there than Pound the Rock. Uh, you guys should check that out. Uh, it's done by actually a good friend of mine who I grew up with uh, back in high school, and he's done. He's he's got a pod on the Score Network called Pound the Rock. Just check it out. They also have the Suns, and they give a very compelling argument as to why the Suns should win. And I think so. I, I think so. Like all the statistics are showing that the Suns were so strong this year, but playoffs is a different story. Giannis is a beast. You can't go against him. So I'm gonna go with uh, Bucks this year. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's uh, no matter who makes the finals, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to watch as much as I can, you know, as uh, the the time difference allows. But um, enough NBA. Let's get into your pickups of the last now three weeks. What, what do you have for me? Yeah, look, before we do that, let's do a quick fan shout out to Giuseppe Gray. Uh, that's his nickname on Instagram, his handle on Instagram. And then once again, the reason we're shouting him out, and this is weird for us because we're shouting him out a second time now because we recorded the pod last week and that pod disappeared. But shout out to Giuseppe because he pointed out that Fabian's love of grappa, uh, he found that pretty funny. He said Italians pretty much think of grappa as like a very low quality alcohol that they drink just if they want to get drunk really fast and nobody actually likes grappa but fabian seemed to love grappa so uh, <laughs> he was basically just roasting um, sorry just roasting you um and um yeah that, that's why he gets a special shout out giuseppe gray Shout out, Giuseppe. Shout out, Giuseppe. Uh, I, I just want to say at this point, like, I'm not a huge fan of grappa. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the vibes that limoncello and grappa emit. You know, like we were talking about the um, Diadora pack that was inspired by Italian summers. Um, but I think, like, you know, every culture has this thing that, like, within the culture, they're like, nah, that's not really that special. But outside of it, everyone's like, ooh, this is super Italian or ooh, this is super German, right? And I think that's what grappa is because you go to any, any Italian restaurant in Germany and you pay a bill, you know, you give a little tip or whatever as a thank you. They bring you grappa most of the time or a limoncello. So if you ask Germans what their, like, go-to aperitivo is, it's probably going to be grappa. But, um Noted, noted, Giuseppe. Thank you for the uh, the lesson there. And uh, when I go to Italy this summer, I will definitely not be ordering grappa. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of drinks that I find Germans love that I don't see anyone drinking anywhere else. Another one is Caipirinhas. It's like a <laughs> yeah. summer drink that everyone here loves, and like I've never, I don't even see other restaurants outside of Germany having that on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very like fruity kind of cocktail, yeah. I guess, um, in a, in a literal sense. Uh, yeah, Germans. I mean, Germans have weird, but you know, Americans also have weird food and, and yeah, for drink sure, for sure, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on to our pickups. So, 
quite a few pickups to get into. Uh, and by the way, a couple of weeks ago was both me and Fabian's birthdays on different days, of course. But uh, the raffle gods, the sneaker gods absolutely blessed us by helping us win a ton of raffles, a lot of raffles. So that is why uh, this episode of the pod, there's a lot of pickups because it seemed like we were winning every raffle we entered. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go first. So first pick up the off-white blazer lows. Uh, a lot of people for some reason, a lot of people are saying these are like one of the worst off-white sneakers. I completely, completely disagree. I think they're dope as hell, especially in hand. I particularly like the black colorway. If you guys have been seeing my Instagram, I've been actually rocking it quite a bit this week. And and uh, I do agree with some of you. Uh, so one person commented in my video that of that shoe that it was the sneaker with the most amount of useless features ever. And I... I <laughs> Yeah, completely agree. Everything about this shoe is useless. The extra laces, the thing at the back, the holes in the sneaker, it's full of useless stuff. But That's such a good way to put it. Like I I don't think I could have put it any better. It it really is that. Yeah, exactly. Uh it's it's basically art on a shoe. That's how I think of it. And you brought up a good point last time which was that it is one of the last shoes that Virgil Abloh himself worked on. So it is kind of like a keepsake for that for that reason alone uh, for fans of Off-White. And I actually really like the shoes. Forget about like all of these reasons I just gave you. Just having the shoe in hand, having it on feet, I like them. I don't think they're as loud as people seem to think they are on feet, especially if you're used to wearing like the Vapor Waffles or like the, um, what was the other one? The Undercover Waffles that came out a couple of years ago with that huge thing at the back. Uh, this mm-hmm. this little piece at the back of the shoe is not even that loud. It's not even that big compared to some of those shoes. So I actually think they're okay on feet. So yeah, that was my uh, first pickup. Uh, second one was the Jordan 1 Heritage, which I'm still shocked that these didn't sell out. They're actually sitting at a bunch of European retailers. They will be releasing in the U.S. on May the 25th. These have a Chicago Bulls colorway, black, white, red, yet some reason people do not like them. I think they're actually sick, especially if you are fans of that Fragment Jordan 1 colorway uh, with the blue on the toe and the white on the outside. If you like that colorway, you don't want to pay $5,000 for it. This is pretty similar, pretty similar color blocking, except it's basically selling for less than 3% of the price. Uh, and I think it's actually great. They, they, they look pretty dope on feet. And uh, I, I actually like them a lot. Pretty good quality as well. So they're, they're decent. Um, then we got the Paisley Nike Dunk Low SBs. This pair, actually, the, the, uh, it has a beautiful upper, right? The, with this Paisley design, this brown, pink, and green tones on it. Really nice colorway. Um, the upper, however, seems to be made out of this cotton material that I, I'm sure, like, uh, you, I know you also got a pair. Um, this material feels like it's going to rip very easily. Um, yeah. Is it supposed to rip though? Because yeah, exactly. Nike it is, is, it is actually right? supposed to rip, but underneath there's supposed to be, I've seen pictures of what it looks like underneath. There's like a brown suede material underneath, just plain brown suede. Uh, I still think the upper looks way better than the brown suede. So that's the only thing to keep in mind. If you're going to be skating in these shoes, they are going to rip quite easily, I think. Uh, but still like a really dope looking pair of SB dunks, I think. Um, and I do have, yeah, the, the pickups won't stop. I have a lot of pickups. Um, if you guys have seen my Instagram today, um, I did unveil the Jound 990 V3s, which I finally, finally got. I was waiting for over a month to receive that pair. I bought that pair from Restocks, which is one of the biggest uh, sneaker reselling platforms here in Europe. And I, uh, from the time of when I actually ordered the pair to when I received it in my house, it was over a month, so it took a really long time to actually get my pair, so that was not nice, but very much, very much worth the wait. I love this pair. Very happy I got it at the time I got it, too, because since then, the, my particular size, size 11, prices on that have gone up like almost 300 euros since the time I bought it. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I got a pretty good deal on them, and I love them. I think, actually, having them in hand, I think they might even be... Um, my sneaker of the year so far, probably. 
I don't think there's been a better. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think I think it's so far my sneaker of the year. Uh, if I were to pick one right now, um, and couple of more uh, the Union Dunks. Uh, the I, I picked up both the Court Purple. Yeah, the W's, man. The W's just kept coming. The Court Purple as well as the Argon colorway. Both of them got W's. I like the Argon colorway a lot, lot better. But overall, not a big fan of these dunks just because I feel like the only thing unique about them is this uh, ripstop upper, which, I don't know, to me, it's not a big deal. It's not that special, the upper. And if you do rip open the upper, then the rest of the shoe just kind of looks like a regular dunk. And yeah, it's just it's just not that special, especially for Union, which has been making some of the best collabs with Jordan over the last few years. I just thought that these dunks, they weren't that special compared to their previous collapse um and do you agree with that yeah i i agree i i feel like you know union jordan union nike whatever always really 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 good projects i just wonder if it's maybe too many in a short time span you know what i mean like which maybe devalues the project and partnership overall on the one side it gives everyone who what likes different kinds of silhouettes, whether it's a Nike Dunk, a Jordan 2, a Jordan 4, a Jordan 1. Obviously, it gives people, uh, you know, choices. But at the same time, it, the catalog is growing too quickly in my mind. But that's just my personal opinion. It's true. Like, it just feels like we've been getting a ton of union collabs lately. Uh, yeah, it, it is feeling like a bit much. Uh, but still, this, this one compared to their previous work wasn't too impressed by it. And then finally, my last pickup, um, this wasn't a W, uh, this I actually paid money for, paid probably too much money for, but um, <laughs> that is the AirPods Max, an Apple product. Yeah, not a sneaker, but I was telling Fabian before the call, absolutely love these. They've kind of, I feel like I can't even believe these weren't part of my life before. It's been like <laughs> game changing. When you put these on, you turn on the noise cancellation. I feel like I'm in my own planet where no one can see or hear me. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And uh, for me, the best thing about it is it's given me a lot more motivation at the gym. Um, just because, like, I put these on in the gym, turn on the noise cancellation, and, like, I just feel like I'm completely locked in. I'm completely in the zone. No one can hear me uh, or I can't hear anyone. And I just feel, for some reason, I feel so much more motivated. I've been going to the gym, like, almost daily since getting these headphones. Damn. Um, JD about to be ripped. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Summer body, man. (laughs) Summer body on the way. Um, But, yeah, these these headphones have had a very positive impact on my life. I've been going on walks for no reason other than just putting my headphones on and just walking. (laughs) So they've been great. I, I, I... I, I, I wouldn't probably pay the full retail, which is like 600 euros at the Apple store. Uh, try getting them off Amazon. They're way cheaper. Or even StockX, actually. StockX, they're selling for way cheaper. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely highly recommend them. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before. I'm just not a huge... I have them as well, or better, like I, I gave them to my brother because I didn't like them. Um, I just feel like... It feels and looks like you're wearing two iPhones on your ears. They're just so clunky in design. They're way too big, in my opinion, right? Like, you know, if, if anyone likes them, then that's their call. But I don't know. They're just so heavy. I feel like I'm wearing a helmet when I have them on. They are very um, heavy. And I feel like they're more kind of like sitting at your big $25,000 iMac, you know, editing music kind of like, I don't know how portable they are but if you say you're, you're you feel comfortable wearing them to the gym then maybe maybe it does work but i don't know and also like you said the price ridiculous i know you paid less than retail so um that obviously changes things i just think you can get better or you know just as good headphones for half the price from other brands so i, I feel like a lot of people are paying for the price with these if you're buying them full price but then again you could say that about most of the things we buy, right? Like all the sneakers that we buy, there's a little bit where we're paying for the brand or for the the hype or whatever. Um, so yeah, I blame it on I'm, Kanye. Kanye made me buy these. <laughs> he he made did these he have headphones. Them on? Yeah, I mean, he kind of made these headphones like 
if make make them feel like they're part of a fit you know what i mean like they're almost like a fashion accessory at this point and and like yeah you mentioned that there's all these other brands like whatever sennheiser bose they make headphones for cheaper and then i'm like yeah but they don't look as good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess Um, it's uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder um but as long as you're happy with them then i'm happy um no and then uh, i i have a few pickups i have uh, also picked up the off-white nike blazer lows in white also not the biggest fan of these shoes but because they're one of the last that he you know supposedly worked on um i figured they're just a nice piece to have in the collection not sure whether i'm gonna wear them or not but just kind of hang on to them for a little bit um then i also have the nike sb dunk low pro paisley very big fan of these not a huge fan of the sb tongue i don't like the thick fat tongues um but i love the colorways on sb dunks so happy with that one and then I also picked up the a cold wall Converse Aeon Active CX. It's that like really futuristic looking one. It looks like like a spaceship. There's no laces. It's a slip-on. It's got like a really fat midsole. Looks really comfortable. They haven't arrived yet. I bought them last last Thursday, Wednesday. I think I bought them on Wednesday or something like that, or maybe even Tuesday, but they still haven't arrived. Converse has been very slow in shipping, but I think Easter has played a role here. And then I also got gifted a pair of Mizuno, I believe they're Wave Rider 10s with like this, they've got this really cool like trail running outsole with continental rubber grip. No, not continental with Michelin rubber grip. So it's got that like same material that's on Formula One cars, which is pretty dope. Um, well, on tires, I guess. Um, and I got those in like this powdery baby blue colorway, which are going to be really nice in the summer. So actually quite a lot of pickups for me. But also, again, these are from the last like three, almost four weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we last recorded. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, that was a big pickup segment. So definitely shout out <laughs> to Raffle Gods uh, for helping us out. Um, so the big topic. So the topic of this week's episode um, uh, is basically about the Jordan 1, one of the most popular silhouettes out there. And we came up with this topic because of a sneaker I already mentioned earlier, which was the Jordan 1 Heritage. Uh, this sneaker, uh, it has the Chicago Bulls colorway, right? Um so it's got like the same colors, red, white, and and black. And we've seen pretty much with every other Jordan 1 in history that has released with this type of colorway, whether it be the bread toe, the black toe, obviously the Chicago, there's been a few others, the gym reds. Um, anytime they do this type of colorway, it's always an instant sellout. And I noticed that not just with this pair, this pair obviously didn't sell out. It's still sitting right now. You can go into JD Sports right now, Berlin, Kudam, and go go copy yourself a pair um but uh besides this pair i've noticed that a lot of recently released uh jordan ones that in the past you would think that oh yeah that's a clean colorway like that's guaranteed to sell out such as the pollen uh such as the marina blues especially the marina blues they look like a reverse royal right uh, these pairs also didn't sell out at least not in europe i know the game is slightly different in the in 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 the u.s uh, they are selling out, but they're not having much resale anyways, even if they do sell out. So it made me think, is this silhouette, is this shoe, the Jordan 1, is this sneaker finally dead? Is this super iconic sneaker finally dead? So um, I have like a bunch of reasons for what I think is to blame for the de- definitely if they're not dead, they've certainly declined in hype. But uh, maybe you can, first of all, let us know your thoughts on that. Is this model dead? R.I.P. <laughs> wow. That's, I, I feel like that's going to be a very controversial uh, question or at least a conversation starter amongst our listeners. Um, short answer, no. <laughs> long, long answer, I don't think that the Nike Air Jordan 1 can ever be dead especially in today's sneaker culture climate. I know last time we spoke, we kind of agreed that maybe dead is the more like controversial word and and maybe we can use a different word to describe what we're talking about or what you were thinking, right? Where it's kind of reached maybe 
the lowest point of the last 10 years in terms of hype, right? Or that it's on the downswing again. Um, I just, for me, a sneaker with the relevance, with the history, with the symbolicness of the Air Jordan 1, it can never be dead in the same way that other sneakers can maybe be quote unquote dead for a while, right? Like in dead, when we say dead, I'm assuming we mean still in stock, releases not really selling out, resale prices dropping, and overall the excitement for this shoe dropping, right? Um, I would say that other shoes, let's say like, you know, like the 990 or the 2002 or the, you know, like the Air Max One, like once those shoes start sitting and not selling out or, you know, going for below retail on uh, platforms such as StockX, then you can talk about those being dead. But for me, the Air Jordan 1 is the sneaker that started it all. It was the sneaker that kind of kick-started sneaker culture the way that we know about it now, right? I'm, I, there was sneaker culture before Michael Jordan, but not in the modern sense of the word or a sense of the culture. And so just because the Air Jordan 1 is so symbolic and so widely respected in our culture, I don't think can ever be dead. But let me hear your thoughts on this. Or like maybe you go through kind of like some of your, the reasons why you were thinking this. Yeah, so, so I don't, um, I agree with you in the sense that I don't think the silhouette is completely dead. Uh, of course, it, defi- it depends on what you, what you define as your definition of dead. Uh, for me, like a dead silhouette would be uh, a silhouette or, or a shoe that every time it comes out with a new colorway, it doesn't sell out. And on reselling platforms, it goes for below retail. Um, an example would be like the Yeezy Quantum or the Yeezy 450. These sneakers just don't sell out. People think they're whatever, too loud or too crazy, and they go for below retail. Uh, so that's to me, is a dead silhouette. The Jordan 1 is not dead in that sense. At least that's my definition of what's dead or not. So it's not dead in that sense because it might not sell out on the first day, but it does eventually sell out. We haven't seen Jordan 1s, at least the high tops, hit the outlets or anything right now. Um, so I still think that um, they are quite relevant. However, there's no denying that the hype is nowhere near what it once was. And I think there's several reasons for that. Um, mainly Nike is to blame here. Um, first and foremost, there's just way, way, way too many Jordan 1s releasing all the time. Uh, I saw a stat posted uh, last year. I forget the username on Twitter, but... Uh, Basically, he actually counted how many Jordan 1s released last year, including mids and lows. And there was almost 170 different versions of the Jordan 1 released last year. That's including mids and lows in 2021. That's insane. That means we're talking more than three pairs of Jordan 1s every single week. So, yes, I think there's been just way too many releases. I also think Nike has really kind of... Um, and I'm going to choose the word bastardize. I think Nike has kind of really bastardized the Jordan 1 by giving us all these different variations of it, such as the mids, such as the lows. And, like, and, and this year we've seen some outrageous versions such as the Jordan 1 Elevate. Have you seen that pair? It's like a, yeah, dis, it's like a platform shoe. Terrible shoe. Terrible. And I've seen them in public too. I've seen, a, I've seen them you know, um, being worn by uh, girls mainly. Um, yeah, definitely. It, and, and they don't look good. That's just my opinion. They don't look good at all. Uh, and so I think Nike is, is kind of uh, to blame for sure for just, just way too many versions of the Jordan 1 uh, and making it almost, um, you know, not, not, like, not like, you know, repulsive, but just like it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, oh, another Jordan 1, you know. Uh, it's, there's yeah. just too many. Uh, also, the retail price of this model, I think, has something to blame there. It seems to be increasing all the time. We just got news that it will be released. Uh, sorry, will be increasing again in October of this year to 180 US dollars, 180 euros, and it just increased last year to 170. So it seems like it's increasing all the time, and it's just like not worth it because you and I both know that. There's really no reason for this price increase uh, other than, you know, corporate 
profit making. Pure greed, man. Pure, pure greed. greed. They like the, they're making so much money anyway, and at a time where everything's more expensive, man. If you have a car, gas is more expensive. Electricity is more expensive. Food is more expensive. Even water is more expensive, right? They're gonna make our Jordans more expensive too. That's, Yo, I know, that's man. bullshit, man. At least keep those the same price. Listen, man. You can increase the price of my of my gas, all right, and my water. But Jordans, though, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm yeah, not about it. Not about it. No, no way. So, so that's part of the reasons. I also think the Nike Dunk is partially to blame. Uh, and I say that because, let's be honest, man, the Nike Dunk High and the Jordan 1 High, the Jordan 1 Low and the Nike Dunk Low, these are essentially the same shoe. Aesthetically, they look the same especially on feet to the average person, they might even think that they are the same shoe. Um, they look That's very true. similar on feet. Um, so I definitely think the extreme rise in popularity of the dunks has led to um, maybe not so much the decline, but definitely made the Jordan 1s less covetable because there are so many other shoes that look so identical to it. Um, so, so I think that that's partly to blame. Um, so yeah, those are pretty much my reasons for why I think the hype has kind of died. Um, and I yeah, do, I think yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, no I was just gonna say like I think uh, you kind of hit the the nail on the head here. Uh, interest in the sneaker has definitely dropped, but again, to be kind of devil's advocate here, we don't know how many pairs Nike is producing, right? Of those colorways you mentioned, maybe the Marina Blue, the Pollen, and the Heritage. Air Jordan 1s all had like 5 million pairs made, right? Like I'm exaggerating because that's a crazy amount. But like let's just say they had 5 million pairs made and usually they're, it's around two hundred fifty to 500,000 worldwide, right? So they're making them 10 times as much. So obviously they're going to sit, but they're probably still selling a lot of numbers on these, on these drops. Uh, it's just that the the supply is way outstripping demand because Nike's like, all right, let's cash in on this. Um, I do agree with you though that Nike is partially to blame, and I as you know, and we as maybe like people who are more into sneakers than the average uh, you know person, not sneakerhead, but average person would like it if uh, or would maybe think it's a good idea if Nike puts the Air Jordan One on the shelf for a little bit and takes it out of the market, gets people hungry for it again, because there's nothing better than when people are talking. Like, let's say they stop dropping Air Jordan 1s. In, like, a year, we'll be like, yo, like, we haven't had an Air Jordan 1 in such a long time. Like, when, when's the next colorway coming? When's the next, like, actual retro OG colorway coming? And when people start talking like that, then that's the time where you hit them again. Um, we saw that with the Nike Dunk. The Nike Dunk was... In and out, like you could get it sometimes. There were some collaborations, but like on the super down, down low over the last like 10 years. But they really took it back out of the market and then pushed it back in with such a vengeance. And that catapulted it to the top. And the same happened with the Air Jordan 1 in like 2017, 2018, when the off white Air Jordan 1 came out, the first one. And then you had the Unions. And the Air Jordan 1 was like the shoe of the year that year. Um, but since then, they've just kind of milked it for all it's got. And yeah, and, and I think that's why I would agree with you here 100% that the shoe is dead in that sense and needs maybe a little bit more time to breathe. Um, but overall, in terms of what the shoe means to the culture, like it's not just a shoe, right? It's, it's a feeling that it evokes in people that are into sneakers or even people that are not into sneakers. They'll be like, oh, I know those. Like they might not know what they're called, but they're like, oh, I know those shoes. You know, it's, it's, it's history. It's greatness. It's, it's Michael Jordan. Um, and I feel like as long as people see an Air Jordan 1 in the wild on foot or whatever and they're like, oh, like, you know, either you give the person a nod like you know what's up, you know they know what's up, or if you're not super into shoes and you recognize a shoe, as long as people are recognizing the Air Jordan 1, for me, it can't be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I also... Uh I also agree with what you said about what they should do, which is, you know, they should slow down the releases or maybe just not release one for a while to get people, you know, thirsty for that shoe again. That would be like an ideal scenario. I just don't think Jordan brand can afford to do that because 
what does at this point like Jordan Brand has absolutely kind of failed to create newer silhouettes that people want. People just think of this brand as a retro brand, which kind of makes sense. I mean, it's kind of centered around Michael Jordan, right? Um, mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense, but uh, the, the the shoes that Jordan Brand has going for it, let's be honest, are just pretty much the ones, the fours a little bit, the threes, and maybe the elevens as well. And all the other silhouettes, they're not as popular anymore. Who knows if they'll ever be popular again? Uh, but pretty much the one is like the the staple product, the flagship product of that brand. So I'm like asking for me, like asking Jordan brand to, you know, slow down on the releases of the Jordan one. That's like asking Converse to stop selling Chuck Taylors for a while. It's, it's not, I I don't see them ever doing that. So yeah, we, we, we don't know if this like, thirst and you know the hype on jordan ones is ever going to come back if it's just this is just the way it is now we'll see well so to, to that point and i know i'm not i'm not really comparing these on the same level but the stan smith is similar right like it's a iconic shoe in its own right uh very different kind of following very different hype behind it but uh, you know if at all but adidas took the Stan Smith out of production in like 2010, 2011, 2012 for like two years. And then they brought it in. So they kind of like starved the market. You couldn't buy Stan Smith's anywhere anymore. And it worked. You know, the Stan Smith was hot again for a couple of years. They had some, you know, collaborations with Pharrell, um, with Raph Simmons. And and people were really, really into that shoe uh, for quite some time. And I think the Air Jordan 1 could get the same treatment whether jordan brand wants to do that or not is obviously another question and i really liked your point just now about how the brand is built on retro i think that this could even this could probably even be a separate podcast episode or discussion but because it's an industry-wide wide problem for me uh all brands or all top brands are built on vintage, built on what they did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. All of those shoes are their best-selling shoes right now. All of their new shoes are hot for, like, look at Adidas NMD. That was hot for a second and then it was gone, right? Ultra Boost, hot, still around. I think that'll uh, that'll stand the test of time. But you've got the Superstars, the Stan Smiths, the Oswegos, all that kind of stuff. It's all stuff from way back when. It's not new. Um, New Balance, obviously still doing it really, really well, but all of their shoes are retro shoes. The sneaker industry has a problem where they're not making cool new shit that's completely new and not based of something old. Um, and I think that that is Jordan Brand's problem as well. Like who who's buying Jordan? What are they at? Like 36 now, 37? Like nobody's yeah. buying that unless you're actually hooping. And even then... You're probably buying Kyrie's or James Harden shoes or whatever. Um, so maybe this is a discussion for another time, but I really like that point about how maybe Jordan Brand can't even afford to pull the Jordan 1 because then, like, what does it do? Then it's got, like, five other shoes that it can push. Um, so, yeah, I, I just want to say that was a good point. Yeah, that that's it's it's totally true. Most of the, at least the major sneaker brands, yeah, they are centered around retro. I think the only brands the only the only designers coming up with newer sneaker silhouettes that are interesting and popular you would have to look at you know like the 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 designers themselves like for example like uh like uh, fear of god uh like uh um, jerry lorenzo came up with a, a whole bunch of new sneakers i would say like balenciaga i would say would has been consistently over the last decade been making new silhouettes that have been really interesting like the triple s the sock runner and now they got this new defender and these are all like new silhouettes that people that are capturing people's attention uh so i feel like these these design houses are like the only ones making new and interesting shit um whereas like all these like established sneaker brands they're just selling the same retros from like the last 30 years yeah yeah i think and there's so many talented people in the industry that you know designers and, and marketers and whatever product managers but it i think it just comes from leadership right they're like oh yeah this sells well let's keep doing this you know um yeah. i think new balance is one of the ones that has been pushing it a little bit where you know the 327 is a new sneaker 
but it's a new sneaker made up of two or three older sneakers as references, right? And I don't, I'm not saying it's not okay to reference the past, but look at Nike. What are the most popular shoes? Air Jordans, Nike Air Max One, Nike Air Force One, all shoes that are old. There's no new shoes. Uh, so I like, yeah, just in my opinion, we need some new blood and, and maybe even, you know, Jordan brand could, uh, could benefit from a wave of new sneakers. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that, I guess those are my thoughts on the topic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think it, it leads to like a much bigger topic, which is like the problems of like a, a public company versus like a private company, like public companies like Nike and Adidas, they are obviously very profit driven. So they continuously have to keep putting out products that they know will sell. So that's why, like, we keep getting these retros all the time, whereas, like, private companies like a Balenciaga or whatever, like, these companies, they, have, they don't have that corporate uh, public pressure to, to, to have profits every quarter. So it's, it's a bit different there. And, yeah, that, that, that's a much bigger topic. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that was, that was our thoughts. So we both kind of agree. Jordan 1s can probably never be dead completely, but the hype has definitely, definitely tanked. Uh, recently. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let us know what you think in, uh, you know, on the DMs, in the comments on our posts. Uh, I would be interested to see what people think. You know, are we totally off the mark here? Do you think that, you know, we were too too tame with our, with our takes or um, do you think they were too hot? Just let us know. Yeah, and regardless of what the hype is in the general public, you guys should pick up those Jordan 1 Heritage. Those are actually pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like these are going to be like, I, don't, I, w- I saw a post recently about the, um, was it the Black Cat 4s? They dropped yeah. in 2020. And for like six months afterwards, even a year afterward, they were reselling for $20, $30 above retail. Mm-hmm. Now they're reselling for like eight nine hundred. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, man, these Heritage are going to be exactly the same. They're gonna be right. Like, it could be similar. Totally. Even even like you remember when the bread toes came out, like they weren't selling for that much above retail for like the first few months before like skyrocketing. Same with mm-hmm. also like the uh, the turbo green. Same with the obsidians too. These are all pairs that didn't resell for much and then exploded. I really feel like this heritage pair is kind of is gonna go down in that same in that same um, like trajectory. Yeah, it's definitely a sleeper colorway. I'm not a huge fan of the color blocking, but I can see like the general sneaker public regretting not buying these in maybe like a year, a year and a half. Yo. So let's uh, get into uh, upcoming drops. Um, there's, there's not that many, but uh, there's quite a few to talk about. The Union Jordan 2s, uh, it already released, and uh, if you were like me, you must have had a very frustrating release date. Uh, I was really, really pissed off with the way that uh, the Union 2s got released. Um, but like, I didn't even have as bad an experience as a lot of you guys who got charged on their credit cards like five or six times. And a bunch of you guys have actually even messaged me on Instagram asking me, have you heard anything about when Union's going to give the money back? No, I've not. I have no idea when <laughs> you're going to get your money back. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are probably pretty worried right now, but they did say on their Twitter that they plan to refund everybody who did not receive a order confirmation. So look to get a refund sometime soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, th- that that um, that that release I thought was terrible. Uh, both colors sold out pretty quick. Um, we're going to be seeing that gray colorway drop April the twenty first in Europe, which is pretty soon. Um, uh, the other colorway, the rattan or rattan, or rattan. I have no idea how to say that word, <laughs> but that seems to be a Union exclusive. Uh, and I thought that the rattan colorway was the nicer of the two. Um, but the gray colorway should be dropping in Europe. Not a big fan of this shoe at all, to be completely honest. I don't like twos to begin with. Um, these are pretty nice for a pair of twos, but they're still twos. I'm not feeling them. What are your <laughs> thoughts on them? I actually really like the materials on these. Um, and I think the gray colorway is even the better one. Uh, it's got, you know, that gray and then that like powder baby blue, like touch, like, you know, those, those accents. Um, 
I'm definitely going to try for a pair. Like actually right after this call, I'm going to see like what raffles are already up in Europe. I assume that some, most people will post them tomorrow or most retailers. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, yes, the Jordan two is definitely not my favorite and, uh, I've never owned a Jordan two before in my life. I will admit to that. Um, but I, I, I yeah, colorway is really nice materials look on point so definitely in my opinion worth at least trying to pick up you know yeah yeah i I feel like the retail price is kind of high on these two right isn't it like 220 or something yeah i think jordan twos generally are a little bit more expensive and then obviously the collaboration makes them more expensive because if i remember correctly the jordan two like the og og one that was made for michael jordan was actually produced in italy and was the whole like they wanted to evolve the one and make it like a luxury shoe or luxury sports shoe. Um, so like a lot of quote unquote care and quality goes into these because you all know my opinion on uh, big sportswear brands quality. Um, but yeah, I think that's why they're a little bit more expensive because their price is like the high quality Jordan, you know? Got it. Got it. Yeah. So look for those to drop April 21st in Europe. Uh, some others, uh, the f- uh, we do have 420 dropping in a couple of days. Well, not dropping. 420 is in a couple of days. We don't know <laughs> actually what sneaker releases will be there. There haven't been much news. Um, we might see this uh, fruit pack, I think they're called. There's like four different dunks. Uh, ras- blue raspberry, um, this green apple, a pineapple, and then I forget the last one, but... Uh, yeah, these might drop. They were rumored to drop. We don't know. We haven't heard anything, so I'm guessing probably not at this point. But doesn't seem to be any big 420 releases, at least from the Nike SB side this year. Um, yeah, and and have you heard anything about anything dropping on 420? No, not really. There was one rumor about Nike bringing back, not bringing, but bringing the 420 Skunk colorway to an Air Max One. Um, Nothing has been leaked since that. That first was like leaked or rumored in March. So whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. I think a lot of the industry is still being plagued by delivery delays and production delays. So maybe that's also a reason. I remember, I I mean, was it 2020 when that uh, uh, Dunk High was supposed to drop and then it was dropped randomly like this year or last year? So it was dropped like over a year later. Um so yeah, I think uh, it's probably going to be a relatively quiet 420 unless there's some sort of like shock drop or you know Adidas pulls out like another surprise with their you know last year they had the campus towelly which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I, I think in terms of actual confirmed releases, there hasn't been anything on my radar. Yep. Um, speaking of uh, Adidas and Yeezy brand, uh, Yeezy Foam Runner Sulfur colorway should drop on the 22nd. I actually really, really like this colorway. It's like a very pale yellow color, which I think looks really nice on the silhouette. And um, this one, probably one of my favorite Foam Runner colorways to drop in recent memory. So look for that yeah, on the dope. 22nd. Yeah, those are nice. And uh, yeah, do you have a few more? Yeah, then uh, speaking of Adidas, they have a Forum Low M&M's dropping at some point. I think on the, uh, actually, by the time you're listening to this, you'll see it. Uh, It's dropping on the 19th. Super weird collaboration, in my opinion. Like, who who wants to run around with shoes that look like M&M's on their feet, you know? Um, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe there's like some huge M&M fan that's like, can't wait to get their hands on it. So that's <laughs> dropping on April 19th. And then there's the Billie Eilish uh, Air Force Ones dropping on April 25th. I think those are super weak. It's literally just an Air Force One high with five velcro straps in a beige colorway i don't know have you seen them i've seen them they are yeah i couldn't agree with you more they look they're they're just yeah they're literally air force one highs with four useless straps yeah it's (laughs) it's ridiculous um and yeah and then the the apparel is also like it's literally just beige clothing with the swoosh flipped 90 degrees so it's 
Very, very uninventive. There's actually, if you're into Air Force One highs or mids, there's two mids dropping um, on the 28th, which are quite nice. There's the Ale Brown colorway and the University Red and Midnight Navy. They both feature a jewel swoosh on the side, uh, which is that kind of like smaller, medium-sized swoosh with that like squishy material and metallic overlays on the toe and the ankle collar and the heel. Uh, Both of those super nice. If I were to pick up uh, an Air Force One mid, then it would be those and not the Billie Eilish uh, mushroom Air Force Ones. By the way, just to go back to a shoe you just mentioned, because I'm looking at pictures right now, I got to say these Adidas M&M Forum Lows, they have to be in the conversation for worst shoes of the year. These are horrible, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what, like, like literally, like, if they were dropping in kid sizes, okay, I can understand it, man. But who, what grown man, woman, whatever you identify as, is putting on yellow and brown with red accent forum lows with M&M branding on them. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's just it, ridiculous. It literally says M&Ms in huge size 58 font right on the shoe. Like, this is... And it comes in an M&M box. Like, dude, like, yeah, I, t- I totally get if this was a kid's collab. But th- these are, like, grown adult shoes. Like, who would buy this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Worst. Got to be one of the worst <laughs> shoes of the year, man. Terrible. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, uh, that, it, yeah. What, what I, like, I just, like, I, it comes with, like, five different colored laces. So, like, you, and, and different straps and stuff. I'm just looking at it right now. And you, you can actually change the detailing on it. So there's like a little M&M logo on the side and you can change the color. But it's, it's so gimmicky. I, I, yeah, I like, let's just stop talking about it because it's terrible. <laughs> on that note, we are going to end uh, this week's episode of the pod, the repod. Um, shout out to you, Fabian, for uh, redoing the pod. Uh, it, it, <laughs> We were literally talking about the same topics we talked about in the last pod. So, but the energy was still there. So, definitely dope, a dope episode. Shout out to everyone for listening. And once again, if you haven't already done so, give us a rating on Apple Music and Spotify. I see that we have we're pretty highly rated on there right now. And uh, so, shout out for everyone who has dropped a review. Uh, Appreciate that. And I think that's about it. I'm signing off. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Shout out to everyone. Peace. Peace, guys. Thank you for listening.